You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey, there's the music. That means it's time for Animal Talk. Some of the best doggone pet people on the planet here to help you with your pets. That is what we like to do. And, and sitting down the road from me... Hi, I am not Brian Donovan. No, he's uh, <laughs> Brian's an animal behaviors dog trainer and not with us today. But you are... My name is Matt Fox. That's it. And pushing our buttons. Sam. Sam. I'm Jamie Flanagan. Just making sure everybody has a good time. Animal Talk, it is America's Pet Show. And uh, yeah, we like to help people with that. That was me. Help people with their pets. That's uh, (laughs) what it's all about. It's like the hokey pokey. We turned our lives around (laughs) and we're having fun on a podcast. We're going to have even more fun today because uh, we dragged a guest in kicking and screaming and joining us today. And scratching. Um, and scratching. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tom Savage. Tom uh, is, a, is a, a graphic artist, yes? Is that what you would a call yourself? A little bit of everything. A little uh, bit of everything. Filmmaker, an artist, a uh, cartoonist, graphic designer, a teacher. We'll author, get into that. Author, and that's, and that's how we cross paths. Uh, we were at uh, one of the Comic Cons here in Detroit, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, you were there at, at a booth, and uh, Sam was like, holy crap, I know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, who? She goes, Tom Savage. And I go, who's Tom Savage? He's over there. <laughs> and, Story about uh, who's Tom who's Savage? So That's yeah. Tom Savage. <laughs> and, and so Samantha explained that, uh, yes, you teach at the college that she's at, and you subbed in a couple of her classes a couple That's of right. times. Uh, she was so glad to see you and find out about your, your book. It started out as a webcomic. It's now uh, coming to life as a children's book. Uh, Ash and Ramy, is that That's it? That's correct. Ash, That's correct. And, Ash and Ramy. That's the book. But you have so many projects, right? Oh yeah. Um, I do everything from commercial illustrations for um, licensed properties. I'm teaching. Okay. Uh, Ash and Ramy began as well, based off my two real cats who are oh. named Ash and Ramy. All right. Named after you Evil might guess Dead. Evil Dead. <laughs> okay. Um, even though yes, it's yeah. so it, Sam would know. Yep, it yeah. spawned yeah. into a children's book. Yeah. Now. It, <laughs> Some people hear the name, they assume right away that it's going to be kind of an adult-themed, snarky, like uh, ironic children's book. But okay. it's, it's really not. I just didn't feel any need to change my cats' names. Okay. So, um, yeah, I had the idea for quite a bit. And, um, you know, I started out doing um, a cartoon series even when I was a kid. My, um, one of my biggest influences to be an artist was always – you know Charles Schultz from the Peanuts, yeah. uh, and the big one is undeniable for me was Bill Waterson with Calvin and Hobbes. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, when I was a kid, all I wanted to do was be one of those guys. You know, I wanted to write a sun- the you know the weekly strip and the Sunday uh, car- uh, comic, Aww. get it published and put out there. So I started out with a cartoon called, um, which is kind of derogatory now, but it was called the Flea Bag uh. about <laughs> about my Dalmatian dog at the time. And uh, you know, I was. 10 years old when I started that and I actually was able to get my local paper to actually run the, the comic when oh, I was about so 10 or 11. Cool. How old were you? About 10 or 11 years old. Oh my yeah. God. Were they paying you too or just no, running it? No, it was just like, <laughs> they're like, eh, those kids. But that's an honor to run it. It really was. It was really cool. I, you know, I, my goal was to always try and, you know, develop my hu- sense of humor, which, you know, when you're a kid is, you know, rough to do. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, eventually comic books came in the way and that trickled away to, you know, that uh, area, but there was always a part of me that I was kind of like, wish I'd kind of like come up with the right idea for a comic strip. Yeah. So one little thing I, w- I just wanted to correct you was oh, it sorry. started out as actually as a kid's book first. Oh. And then the web comic came okay. as a means of just creating content, you know? Mm. So when I created the book, I'm like, the hardest part to do is, well, promotion. 
you know, no one's ever heard of it before. Yeah. So here I am rocking this thing out. I thought, you know, I need to put something on every day, whether it be like, you know, facts about animals or cats with the cartoon avatar as part of the, gotcha. um, you know, just the flair. Just raise awareness of the, of anything, the product. Yeah. Anything. Just yeah. putting their face, their illustrations, their, their, you know, cute little drawings yeah. on anything I could. All right. And the idea of the webcomic came around because I used to do a little bit of stand-up comedy back in the day. Oh, and that's I, so cool. Yeah. And I had to let that kind of go. <laughs> yeah. I had to let that go away too for a oh. while just because like, you know, there's too many interests and too many passions. So you have to kind of balance things out. But I never really had an outlet for any of my, you know, sense of humor, my jokes, my little commentary, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And... It started out as, well, let's do it. Let's um, turn these guys into a webcomic. So I started out some simple jokes that were kind of like tying into the kid's book, and then it took on a life of its own, and now it's it's everything. It's all, it's, it's an everyday thing. I have a notebook just stacked of ideas and oh, stories wow. that I just can't yeah. control. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. So how many stories uh, come from your cats, and how many are you just fabricating straight up? Right now, probably about 75% are all real life-based. Yeah. Uh, one oh, came to me this morning, and I pitched, it, I pitched it to my wife out the door. She was already laughing, and she's hard to make laugh. Okay. She doesn't find me funny at all. <laughs> That's my, my wife either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that how it goes? Like, oh, yeah. Like, like, you're supposed to think I'm the best. You know? yeah, yeah. Jamie's on the radio. Do you listen? She goes, I got to listen to that at home. I got to listen to that over there either. So. Exactly. Uh, exactly. So what, was the, what came across this morning? Uh, well, I caught my youngest cat, Ramy, drinking from the toilet. Okay. And uh, nothing oh. new. <laughs> and my oldest cat, Ash, the, the bigger and heavier one, he okay. has an obsession with eating grass. Really? <laughs> so, I mean, he scrambles to the door the moment I open to try and get outside just to eat any kind of grass. And I bought him wheatgrass here and there, but he's, it's just a digestive thing. They eat it. Sure, yeah. They throw up. Sure. And then fun. they're happy and they it's do fun. it again. Yeah. It's just part of their life. So sorority girls. Yeah. So the 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 comic's gonna go. I hate to spoil it so early, but I'm gonna write this week anyway. But uh, the setup is. Well, let me give you a background about the cats if you haven't read them yet. Yeah. Um, it's about two cats who live with an alien. Oh. The alien's named Martin. I'm just getting better by the minute. Yeah. It's so good. Now, it's so. This cute. started out as a one-off joke about that Area 51 raid that was going on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So I had a one idea joke about the cats because I wanted them to be goofy. So I'll just, if you want to take a look at that yeah. one, yeah. where basically, you know, the one cat's getting nervous about everyone wanting to raid Area 51, the repercussions. And the, the punchline you see there was out of nowhere, Ramey is now gathered himself a Martian. <laughs> <laughs> no reason, no, little, no logic, just there. Sure. <laughs> Party of, was it party of you? Party in the USA? Is that what his shirt says? Uh, property of the USA. Property, oh, property of the USA. So imply that he just already went to Area 51 and came sure. back with an alien. Oh, okay. <laughs> this solved the biggest problem I had in the storyline because I decided to make a couple, you know, do a couple more jokes with it and run with the storyline a little bit. I figured the alien would, you know, participate, learn about cats a little bit, then go back to his home planet and that'd be the end of his arc. <laughs> the one thing that was missing though was the owner element of the, the storyline, you know, Garfield has John Arbuckle, mm-hmm. you know, Simon's cat has Simon and so forth. It's kind of a, it's been done a million times. And the last thing I wanted to be was another John Arbuckle. I didn't want to make a cartoon avatar of myself. Sure. So I was struggling for a while writing um, any human interaction or ownership as an off, um, yeah, off camera, off, off camera character. And yeah. I realized that eventually that was going to run into problems. Mm. So the more I wrote with this uh, alien, <laughs> the more I found, the more I found in love with him and his ignorance about raising cats, that I realized he's my John Arbuckle. Uh, <laughs> so I wrote him into staying on Earth, um, uh. with, with, and decided to, to get himself a job working in corporate America, <laughs> um, just so he can support two cats <laughs> that manipulate and abuse him and misinform him about their role in the society as <laughs> much as possible. So it writes itself after that. 
<laughs> so. Bad old putty cat. Yeah. That was really loud. <laughs> no, huh? So the joke that came from the this morning was it's going to be Ash, you know, gleefully running to a pile of grass, falling face first and just devouring it. And then Martin holding a cup of coffee, looking at the window, going, "My, he's eating grass. What's wrong with him? And then behind him, Raimi's got his head deep in the toilet saying, gross. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, they, there's definitely a lot of real life uh, moments yeah, because, that write for me. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I just, I thought it was funny. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Ash, Ash and Raimi, because I got cats. I'm a cat guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, you get dog people, you got cat guys. Matt's more of a dog guy. I, well, I have a cat that acts you, like a dog. Yeah. Honey pot. Yes. It's, uh, are they, yeah, Ash and Raimi, are they boys or girls? They're both boys. Okay. Yeah, and Raimi's like a dog, too. He plays fetch perfectly. Right. Yeah. They Anything fetch. I throw, he brings it right back to me and drops it in my lap. It's she amazing. watches television. It, it's hysterical. Yep. <laughs> it's, uh, I find boy cats are, are better tempered, generally, than, than the lady cats. Ah. The lady cats... Oh, they're crazy. They're, they're, they're my, gonna, my lady cat's pretty they're gonna, laid back. They're going to scratch you up as soon as look at you. Yeah, my lady cat's pretty laid back until it's about 3.30 a.m. Okay. <laughs> and that's when she finds the catnip. Oh, <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> Running mad around the house. So yes. you're, 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 you're beginning super early, 10 years old, mm-hmm. uh, published for the first time. And so then, yeah. um, <laughs> so yeah, so, and then, and then from there, did you, did you, how did you hone your craft? Did you, was there schooling involved? Was there Absolutely. just years and years of working? So where'd you go from there? Well, you know, um, you can only go so far with high school. I always felt, and you know, mostly yeah. it's fine art that was offered to me. Uh, then I started going to Macomb Community College here in Michigan. And again, I started out in the fine arts program that they offered there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the time I was only going so far with that as far as, you know, learning figure, learning, you know, charcoal drawing and whatnot. And I was getting kind of uh, frustrated with it because I didn't really know where I was going to go economically with it. I was getting to the point where I felt like I peaked as an artist. Like, well, I can never get any better than that. that ego a lot of artists carry and then, you know, pay for it later. So I, I, I dropped out for a while. Okay. I decided to look at other things, picked up guitar, played music, uh, went to stand-up comedy, as I mentioned earlier, and that was you know, kind of a flop, you know. But mm-hmm. trying anything in the entertainment industry I can get into. And then eventually it came came down to like, well, I was approaching uh, my late 20s and I was still waiting tables and bartending and whatnot, which, you know, is fun, but it's taxing on the body. Sure. So I decided, okay, well, let's do with the one thing everyone, uh, a lot of the artsy people told me about was to avoid graphic design. That's the sellout world. And I was like, but they, they, they get jobs? Right. Okay, right, let's check it out. So I went down to the South Campus and checked out the uh, uh, graphic design program they had there. And then I realized uh, some of those uh, artsier friends of mine didn't know anything they were talking about. And it was everything I ever wanted to do. Oh, okay. Nice. You, know, they, you know, talking to guys like Matt Bush, who was one of the biggest Star Wars artists in the world, teaching He's there. He's so you know? cool. Yeah, he's a great guy. I became good friends. I learned from him, you know, how to be a professional illustrator. Um, and then just when I had thought I had peaked as an artist, realized I hadn't even scratched the surface of, you know, growth that was available to artists. And that's something I try and teach people now is that you'll never peak if you keep trying to learn new things and always, you know, scratching the surface, right. you know, looking at your peers, finding out what they do and figuring out how they do it. Mm-hmm. So your graphic artist job is mm-hmm. able to uh, allow you to do the creative thing with uh, Ash and Ramey. Yeah, yeah. Um, thankfully, I, I took a job that uh, doesn't pay well, but the um, 
hours are phenomenal because it's I work from home. They don't sure. need to know how long I really work for them. <laughs> so, okay. so I fill in my time every single minute I possibly can mm-hmm. working on my own projects, whether it be my board games, my card games I create, um, you know, video production, anything I can think of that I'm my comic book series. Mm. You know, every minute I have available, I'm putting into my work. So Ash and Ramey, we like it because it's cats and animals. But uh, I'm intrigued. Board games. So you're cre- you've created uh, some board games? Um, yeah. Card I, I games, created a card game initially. It's called um, Grimoire Quest. I bought I, it. Oh, it's <laughs> pretty cool. Okay. And it's uh, kind of like my answer. People appreciate Magic the Gathering or Dungeons, okay. and, Dungeons and Dragons. Sure. But maybe they're intimidated by those games because of the complex learning curve, expensive deck building and all that. So I created a game that like anyone can learn how to play in five, ten minutes, regardless of experience or background. Okay. And, you know, play a game in that fancy realmed, uh, theme and then they can walk away when they're done without having to find special clubs to hang out. There's no walking away. Yeah. (laughs) Without the cloak of shame. Yeah. 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 Without having to basically say, well, my lifestyle is now D and D and magic and I have to like, you know, find all these 20 sided die I need to use. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. How do I? Yeah. So that was the first one. Then I'm working on a new one now called one of us. And, uh, that's more of a traditional board game. The elevator pitch. I just tell people it's uh clue means the exorcist, but family friendly. Oh, Oh, that sounds so lit. I know. Okay. No one's going to believe that until I actually show them the game. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess it's family friendly. I'm like, yeah, you know, Asher Amy might even make a cameo in that game. We'll see. Oh, uh, so they're talking about Clue, talking about Clue. They're talking about uh, revamping it and getting rid of one of the rooms or changing one of the rooms. Which room? The conservatory? That's, they're they're putting it up to the fans, oh. uh, fans, fans. Oh, that's right. They're, they're leaving it out to fans to find out what room they're going to get rid of and, and replace with something else. So what are they going to get rid of and what are they going to put in? Probably the library since people aren't reading anymore. Yeah. I, I, I said put in a hot chick's room. That's kind of oh my, my 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 vote. Yeah, they won't allow that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, you said that about the microwave when it came out. We use that all the time. Well, one of the rooms just be like a safe space. Now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everyone's picking on you in the game. You go there. A foam, a foam wall, and oh wait, wait a minute. that's what we're in. Are we in one a of safe the pieces? Space? Is now a straight jacket. That Oh, or it could just be a podcast. That's just where you go to vent about the other players, you know. Well, there you go. It's foam. There, there's foam in a podcast studio. Right on. See. All right. So, um, so the board games that sounds great, and then uh, the comic book series is that what's uh, what is the yeah? Comic you know, book? Uh, I wrote a comic book called The Anathema, and it was a little more dark themed space story about um, this um, galaxy that had been torn apart during a war by this evil demigod named Balam. That was resurrecting, um, defeated, which I found out later on was pretty much the same plot as Game of Thrones. That's why I kind of put it on the shelf for now. Okay. But he was going through like plants and like wiping out plants and then resurrecting the dead aliens and people as his zombie army. Like, but it was more like servitude zombies, like, like the old school Bellagosi white zombie stories. Okay. But yeah, even though it was like aliens and monsters, right? It was still like Game of Thrones with the whole like, Tro- you know, right, giants right. and people. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, it sounds a little supernatural. <laughs> yeah. supernatural it really was. The end of the last know. season, you know. Yeah, it was. I was really bummed watching that. I'm looking at it going, you gotta be kidding me. Right. I started reading the books, and I'm like, I just slammed my my. I have a thousand pages of the script that I wrote that are still uh, sitting on almost nine years later. It's still good. It does go in its own direction. Uh, so I'm, I'm confident enough. When I look at it and go, all right, if I just pull away from some of the zombie stuff a little bit, which frankly I think we're all sick of zombie anyway. Mm. You know, I can get back into the series. And I did successfully kind of navigate away, but uh, I think just everything else just got in the way. And I realized as much as I enjoyed doing the series, and I'm really proud of like what I wrote. Making a comic book on your own is 
it's tough. I mean, especially especially you know, the graphic comic that's uh, that are out there right now. Right, yeah. Yeah. not just writing it, but drawing it. I'm, I'm my own writer, inker, colorist, everything. I'm my own publisher. I sell my own stuff. I'm a one man army, one man show. Right. And the last thing I'm the thing I'm the worst at is doing what I'm doing right now, promoting. Okay. <laughs> Going out, talking to people. You know, sure. I, I like to. I, I want to work. You know, I want to just draw and paint and make things, and then I want just magically for them to find their way into people's hands. Yeah, and that's right. tough. You know. Yeah. So that was going to be my question: is is uh, so the comic book? How do you how do you get that published? Is because it, it in in recent times, like self publishing has become so much. Uh, easier and so much sure. more available. Before you had to, the, you couldn't. There was there wasn't such a yeah. thing as self publishing. Well, you know, there was cranking out copies at the library on the black and white and stapling them together. Mm-hmm. But now you can actually genuinely self publish. So how do you how do you find a balance of trying to find someone to publish you or to self publish? And and what route have you gone? I typically have only done self publishing. Okay. Um, Kind of just because of the change in the landscape. You know, back in the day, I, th- I well, I well, I kind of miss about the whole. Um, the, the chase of the old days for people is it kind of thinned the herd. Mm-hmm. It really kept some of the people who really had the hard drive to keep going no matter what. But now we have this place where basically the littlest bit of drive can turn into success in some cases, you know. And I find that's, you know, it's it's good and it's also bad. So it, it's created kind of what I feel like is like a, an explosion of oversaturated market of independent work uh, material. So it's really hard for people to find the really good stuff versus the stuff that just kind of floated through right just because you know it's hot right now sure and i'm hoping to always just make sure i stand outside of mediocre versus i feel like the kind of personality i have is you know sacrifices everything so mm-hmm. I, I will sacrifice all my time and effort to make something good mm-hmm. and i feel like sometimes the competition now because of the landscape you can go on the internet and go you know how much to print a book or how much to print a comic and sure you know you'll find a thousand people like chasing down to offer you the best deal yeah and put your book in your hand and you can sell it and you make a living yeah so you know there's pros and cons that of course it's great because it does give an opportunity to people who may not have been heard before and it connects people to but then it also attributes to an oversaturation of weaker work right overpowering maybe some strong work so I'm I'm newer to the whole con uh, market and sure. games, and so we, the the con we saw you at was like my third one. Mm-hmm. I went to, and the the artist row it was just amazing, just rows and rows and rows of people like you sitting there, yeah, with with you know their their souls out in front of them uh, of just what they've worked on and poured themselves into, sure. uh, and it's like it's like there's so much out there. It's it's how do people how do people find things just rhetorically? How do people find things? How do people get hooked? You know, and then what is what is success? What what is success when you when you have a comic book series or a children's book like this? What's success for you? I mean, selling ten copies, a thousand copies, ten thousand copies. What what is your level? What do you what do you need to be to say that was a success? Well, that's a good question. To pay to pay for what I spent on it. Yeah, that's you know that's always the best feeling when I get out of the hole. Right. Sometimes I never do. Um, To me, success is always finishing the the goal. Period. Okay. So getting that product in your hand is number one thing. You know, for for me to have an idea, begin it, execute it, and complete it, and see it in my hand, Mm -hmm. or even just the prototype, to know that I did the work and it's good and it's here. That is always going to be the best feeling, hands down. Um, the second best feeling is, you know, getting it funded or, you know, getting it printed and having an actual product. And then the next best feeling to that's probably the first time, uh, the first time person buys it. Yeah. And I always make that person, you know, pull them aside and go, I got to take a photo with you. You're the first person to buy Aww. my book or Aww. my comic or something, you know, or 
would be one of my illustrations, anything. You yeah. Know? After that, it's just a matter of what's next, you know? Sure. Right. So you're lucky we're here in the Metro Detroit area. Yeah. And Metro Detroit is uh, blessed I don't know. With a lot of uh, cons, there's oh, a yeah. lot of there, there's a there's a number throughout the year. There's probably a good five, six fair size cons. Probably closer to fifty. Yeah, 50, there's a lot. You know that that you would that would in be the state appropriate anyway. For you. Yeah, there's a lot. I do fewer now. Yeah. Um, do we want to go into the like the, <laughs> the convention market? How it's <laughs> so it's kind of getting saturated. That, oh, and, I believe it. I believe yeah. It's and a, that's the thing. It's like problem. so. I mean, you're grinding it out. How many how many weekends a year are you out at a con? Because you got one tomorrow is the Monroe Comic Monroe con yep. coming up. Um, you know, there was a period where I do absolutely any show that would have me, and lately I've noticed that the, because of the oversaturation, it's becoming very difficult to make a living. Um, appearing at some shows, especially when you have to pay for hotels and travel and things and whatnot. Yeah. So it's getting to the point now where I'm kind of doing fewer shows. I'm focusing on um, either large state shows or the best of the best local shows. And I'll honestly say it on the air that, you know, I think the Monroe Comic Con is one of those best of the best. Oh, okay. you know, the guy who oh, runs cool. it, he he busts his butt all year long. He's okay. out there. He cares about the stuff. He puts together a good show and he comes through. And there's a lot of other shows out there that I feel like, you know, they're, they're just trying to make the buck. And then they, you know, they, they basically, it's a cash gab right now. They hear like, oh, conventions are doing really well. All these people show up, you know, and so yeah. they put together a show, that, you know, they throw it together and people, and people do come because there's always the, uh, the, the curiosity factor. Yeah, right. right. So then the, the promoter thinks, oh man, I've done an awesome job making this show. They'll be back next year, but they don't realize that maybe only 30% that came were really impressed and the 70% that came just to check it out they're never coming back yeah. so next year it's a complete bomb and a disaster and they might be putting too much money into it and you see that kind of happen a lot and so yeah. the problem we're having now though is we used to have one show a year and it was special Yeah, you know that was the thing that people wait all year for was Comic Con you know they're saving up their money they're, sure. they're excited about the the, the artists that are going to be yeah, there yeah. and now it's it's not special anymore there's one every weekend. Yeah, really. and, it's yeah. All, and a lot of times, like, I know, even, even myself included, it's we're, we're all the same people there. Yeah, and well, especially if you branch out to just like the Midwest. I mean, yeah. if you're going, you know, because driving distance, you know, Cleveland, Toledo, mm-hmm. uh, you know, places in, in Illinois and Indiana are all, you know, and then you know the west side of the state and uh, Grand Rapids, Lansing, right. Ann Arbor, and it's across. Um, it's across. The there, country, there probably right? is something every weekend drivable Absolutely. within here. Uh, if your favorite people are going to be there, I'm going to a convention this weekend. So. Are you? Woo, I'm going to Portland. Portland, yeah. What's going on in Portland? Rose City Comic Con. Oh, very cool. I'm going. Woohoo! Who's going to be there that you're stalking? Will Who Wheaton. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be in Cincinnati next week. Yeah, or week uh, week after I think. Are you going to? I'm go friends to, with are him. Are you going to go so. to Cincinnati too? Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Um, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> See, she's yeah, she's a. Well, you used to. Uh, Talk to his animals on the oh yeah internet or yeah something. Oh, really yeah I don't know we're we're like friends now it's weird <laughs> yeah. but what it's kind cool. of animals does he have uh he has two he has two two cats Ooh. yeah he's two cats and then he has two dogs but yeah wow. used, I think he used to have three cats and then they gave one away one was just like a foster cat uh-huh. um and the other one passed away but yeah the other <laughs> dog passed away but yeah they have two dogs two cats but yeah they're cool they're cool people. All right, so Tom, is there a one-stop shop for people to to find about uh, your stuff and find out about Ash and Ramey? Um, yeah, for Ash and Ramey, I have 
the website ashandramey.com, which okay. I still can't believe I got that domain name without any hyphens or anything. But yes, ashandramey.com. And I, I, uh, we got the one that's uh, does this look infected to you.com. So I was amazed we got that. Wasn't that an album from Sum 41? Yeah, Sum 41. Yeah. I'm kidding. Quite. I don't really have that. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> I, want I want it, though. Uh, we, did get, we did get Wearing Funny. What was it? Wearing Funny. Funny. Wearing Funny. Wearing Funny. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm surprised. Wearingfunny.com. Yeah. I couldn't, that I couldn't even taken? get my own name. I couldn't get TomSavage.com. Well, that's kind of... I know, Savage right? Is a, well, there was actually... I even tried Tom Savage Artists back in the day. Uh, um, there was uh, a Tom Savage Artist, of course. Oh, wow. Um, right now, I'm competing with uh, Tom Savage for the Lions. He's like the fourth pick quarterback or something like that. Uh, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> oh, that guy has been a thorn in my uh, social in my uh, Google search engine for oh. the last decade. And he's been <laughs> encroaching every year more and more. And then he uh, moved to Michigan. I was like, oh, come on. Oh, no. <laughs> Here it comes like the one thing I had, Detroit Tom. Tom Savage. So now I'm thinking about just doing a whole bunch of Detroit, um, like Lions, Tom Savage portraits of him just to draw attention to me. Yeah. Oh, smart. <laughs> there you are. Why not? Good thinking. Smart. All right. So uh, com. Mm -hmm. So it's just the the word spelled out, ashandramey.com. And then what what is your website? What did you settle with? Or is that it? Just that's, that's the website. Yeah, that's the, the, the website. Okay, I didn't know if you had a personal Tom one or something. I do. Uh, that's TomSavageStudios.com. Studios. TomSavageStudios.com. Yep. Everything is all weaved together. You can get to all my websites all through each one. other. Okay. So, yeah. That's smart. Awesome. What's next for Ash and Ramey? Well, uh, right now I'm going to be relaunching the Kickstarter mm -hmm. to try and get the book, uh, the kids' book published uh, next week. Is this a prototype oh, cool. that we're seeing? This or is... is the prototype. Okay. Uh, oh, that's so... That's so cool. I'm sorry. <laughs> the final one will be a little bit nicer. I have a nice dust jacket and everything. Uh -huh. But uh, yeah, this was something uh, just so I could bring to the show. So show people, I'm like, look, it's a real book. It's done. I've done the work. Don't just give me money so yeah. I can promise yeah. I'll make one, you know. So um, now the audience has been growing a little bit with the web cartoons and the uh, social media and sharing out there. I published it on – it's available as an ebook on Amazon right now. Okay. Uh, which will be free this weekend as well. Uh, for I not, will get that. Not just uh, for – Amazon Kindle Unlimited accounts, but for everybody. So I think it starts Friday and Saturday, those two days. Anyone can download it for free in their ebook. And my goal is just to get in hands. I want moms and dads to read it and share their kids, um, you know, build an audience. And, you know, I, I know that one day, you know, make a good product and the people will come. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking at this and it's very reminiscent of something, but I can't. A uh, very Seuss type of uh, lettering. The title is uh, brings me to a Seuss. Okay. Uh, okay, I can see that. So, uh, not not the illustrations. The illustrations are are unique. I, I like them. I like the the, the fat Ash is a big fat guy. Yep. Ramey, are they, is is Ash a little uh, chunky monkey? Yeah, at absolutely. Home? In real life, <laughs> uh, Ash is eighteen pounds oh, of spoiled oh, rotten. Uh, that's a big kitty cat. And Ramey is only eight pounds. Yeah. And I originally got the second cat as kind of like a. My hope was that he would be younger and bring some new blood to Ash and get him moving, chase him around a little bit. <laughs> right. And it worked, but not that, the, the problem is there's two bowls of food out now. So now he's exercising more, but he's eating more, I feel like. Oh, no. So, <laughs> out of that, he's making a deal with the kid and they're trading food off. I don't know. <laughs> This is so cute. Awesome. All right. Yeah. So ashandramey.com or tomsavagestudios.com to, to find out more. Tom, thanks so much for uh, hanging out and hey, thank uh, you telling us me. about your stuff. Uh, we're going to abuse you a little bit before you go. Sure, sure. Um, Sam loves this because uh, we're not abusing her. Yes. Normally, Sam is the butt <laughs> of all our jokes. Yes. Uh, we play a little oh. game that we like to call uh, Fact or Fiction. Okay. Okay. Fact or fiction. Oh. 
You decide. All right, Tom, I have three headlines. Three headlines ripped from the news. Two are absolutely true. One is completely false, written by me earlier while I was sitting here eating sticky beef. (laughs) (laughs) That is a true statement, actually. uh... You guys had food without me? Why didn't you tell me to come earlier? Um, Sam, we're going to have food. You should probably get here early. All right. So, wait, th- Ash, my cat just buzzed. He heard food. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So uh, three headlines, and uh, so you got to figure out which one is the 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 real. Okay. All right. The real. Which uh, which one is the false one? Two are true. Two are true. Two are true. One one, one is, is false. false. Here we go. Here are three headlines. Women sleep better next to dogs than humans. That's true. Headline number two. <laughs> Crunchy found missing 46 year old turtle reunited in Rochester. And number three, Missouri woman finds cat trap in local haunted house. So there you go. Three headlines. Read them to you again. Read me that second one again. All right. Women sleep better next to dogs than humans. That's the first one. That's number one. Number two, Crunchy found missing 46 year old turtle is reunited in Rochester. And then the last one is Missouri woman finds cat trapped in local haunted house. Is Crunchy the name of the turtle? Yes. Uh, I, yeah. See, I feel like I need to know more about Crunchy because I feel like he's <laughs> like Rochester, New York, Rochester, Michigan. Uh, Rochester. How long? You know, he's 40 something years old. 46 How years long old. has he been missing? That's a turtle or a that's tortoise? That's a hell of a turtle. turtle. I don't know. The headline says turtle. I don't know. I don't write these things. I think oh, wait, I do write one. I am, <laughs> I am positive that the dog sleeping next to women is uh, true. Okay. But I think that the uh, crunchy. <laughs> oh, this is tough because I feel like that's. I feel it like because tough, it's October, but... the Halloween one may just be fabricated. Well, it's September, but we're getting close. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's October. In my I always head. get. It I is always it, yeah. get these So there's wrong. pumpkin spice oh. out. It's oh, actually... pumpkin spice. Uh. Oh, yeah. Go to Ash's room and read the comic about pumpkin spice. <laughs> that made me laugh. That's the whole reason Alien stays. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> true. It's a great. It's a good one. Um, okay, I'm. I'm gonna say the uh, that crunchy's true as well. Crunchy's true as Crunchy well. So is the true. false, the false is the one cat is the haunted house. Please one. be right. Thank you, Mister. It's Nova. right. Yeah. yeah. I that's always get it wrong. Crunchy, too, Crunchy was just too specific. Yeah. That is. That <laughs> oh, is yeah, a, he came I think the... if I gave him like six days to think of a name for a turtle, he would never come up with Crunchy. crunchy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am not that creative. Turtle. So yeah, see, I say the same thing. What am I not turtly enough for you, turtle, turtle? Uh, so yeah, Crunchy. That was here in Rochester, Michigan. Uh, Crunchy ah. the turtle um, was found reunited with its owner. It wasn't that long. Uh, file this under, I'm not crying, you're crying. <laughs> 46-year-old turtle was missing in Rochester for days and miraculously has been reunited with its owner. According to local reports, Crunchy, a 46-year-old river cooter turtle, cooter? was found Saturday by a kayaker in a pond in Howlett Park and reunited with his owner, <laughs> Joanne Weismer. Uh, Whoa, I have way more questions. Yeah. A kayaker finds a random turtle in the wild. <laughs> so it looks like you probably belong to somebody. <laughs> Did it have a collar? I don't know. It probably it's had a... some like pink color on its shell yeah. and it had some kid's name on it. What Crun- was her name? Joanne? Crunchy. Property yeah. of Joanne. Crunchy had been missing since Thursday. I made the mistake once golfing, just like coming too close <laughs> to a turtle. And out of nowhere... 
a ranger comes flying me, leave the animal, like wildlife alone. I'm like, where did you come from? And I wasn't going to do anything. I just go, oh, look, a turtle. <laughs> uh, Crunchy was just making turtle, his way around turtle, Rochester. Turtle. He hit, first he hit Connors, then he got over to Main Street, then he got over to the tavern. He was just making <laughs> the round and ended, out. and ended up in the river, and that's where the kayaker found him. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Like Wait, really? and I would Matthews, never, I would just uh, never think to stop and grab lives a turtle. In Rochester, so you know, oh, you're in Troy, but <laughs> you're right next to yeah, Rochester, yeah, yeah, so it's all right uh, there. Yeah, so <laughs> it's uh, she usually lets the turtle out to lay eggs, uh, and they're not fertile, but she lays the eggs and then got Does out she of, cook got them? out of her pen. I'm guessing on a it's a wild <laughs> on a wild break. There's a turtle over the edge, and yes, that uh, women women injury. sleep better uh, next to dogs than than humans. That was the other true story. I this believe that's true. probably true for me, too. So. Um, yeah. I think it's true for me, too. Cuddle up with a dog. Women, if you want to catch better Zs, you should trade your partner in for a dog. It might sound extreme, but a new study published in the Journal of something or other found that women's quality of shut-eye improves when she sleeps in her bed next to a canine rather than her human partner so uh, yeah so do you I hear can... that elizabeth my wife uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, now you let me get my puppy uh yeah Ooh. there you <laughs> are oh i keep threatening i keep on sending her links to uh, adoptions for uh Aww. labradors and stuff in the uh, humane society messages. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. well yeah because it's uh hey, look at this cool article i found <laughs> i tried to trick her a lot two weeks ago to go to the dia with me and then there was actually an adoption event and she was <laughs> She found out about it. She's like, we can't go. We can't do this. I'm like, ah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so with that, we're running uh, low on time. We're going to do this. Who's bad? Oh. These better be good. Oh, They're Samantha. Never good. Strap yourself in. Last week wasn't good. It's time oh, I wasn't here last week, but the, the week before that. Animal joke <laughs> of the week. Oh, my God. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. All right, here we go. Time for the uh, bad animal joke of the week. Um, hey, Samantha. Hey, what? Why Why is turtle wax so expensive? Turtle wax? Why is Yeah, why is turtle wax so expensive? It's for it's, a car. It's what? <laughs> turtle wax is expensive. Okay, why? Because their ears are so small. <laughs> That's not even funny. <laughs> It's a bad animal joke. Do you have another that one? That is kind of the point. What do you get when you cross a turtle with a porcupine? Something. A slowpoke. <laughs> ah, I like that one. How do, how do turtles communicate? Turtlekinesis? With a... Sh- <laughs> I don't know. A shell phone. <laughs> Turtlekinesis was way better. <laughs> That's a name for a punk band if I've ever heard one. I'm going to start my own band. I can't sing or play any instruments. I have no musical talent Not like whatsoever. Most punk bands. But I'm going to do it. www.turtlekinesis.com What do turtles do on, on their birthdays? Celebrate. Celebrate. <laughs> yeah! And what kind of pictures do they take? Shelfies. Shelfies. <laughs> All right, there you go. Bad animal joke. Was that joke because of Crunchy? Of the week. Yeah, I think so. Oh, wow. Hey, Sam. Hey, what? How do people find out about us? Oh, uh, we got our website, animaltalkradio.com, and that's our website where we do website things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we got our Twitter and our Instagram and Facebook, at Animal Talk Radio. Those are all the same handle. So, yeah, that's all the social medias. And then we have a merch site that I'm going to fix. Um, <laughs> eventually, because it's not, it's uh, it's a little 
yeah, we'll, I'll fix it. Anyway, but it's wearingfunny.com. We have merchandise on there, too. So Yeah, if you go to wearingfunny.com and it says, this site is not secure, it is. It I is just, secure. We don't know why it's We're, we're not buying your information. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why it keeps kicking up that I'll message. I'll fix it. So, but I'll Sam's going to fix it because yeah. she's my guru. Uh, so there you go. Thanks for joining us. Tom, thank you for thank being you for here. Me. And uh, so... Ashandramey.com and uh, AnimalTalkRadio.com. And support the Kickstarter next week. Like, when subscribe. You put it up. Next Ooh, week we'll yeah. be launching it on uh, Thursday just before I head off to uh, Cincinnati. Ooh, oh, cool. Right oh, you're going to be you're gonna be there at the convention? I'll be there. Hey. I'm going to go. Now you got, you got to bring more. Will over then. I will. I will. I will. All I will. Right, more, right, people right. yeah. more people to stock. More people to stock. All right. There we go. So uh, until next time, please have an exotic week. And kiss your wild thing for me.